Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can assist your family, you can contact Lisa at 234-334-7547 today. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Red Line Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. It's the official home and auto parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. If you need any custom t-shirts, banners, stickers, anything like that made, then you reach out to Incredible Keepsakes. As Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. You can reach Incredible Keepsakes at 440-242-9648 or check out their website at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. And don't forget to mention that Redline Radio sent you. For all of our programming information, you can check us out on all social media platforms. You can listen to all of our great programming and live 24-hour music on the Redline Radio LLC app. You can find it on the Google Play Store, but you can also check us out at RedlineRadioLLC.com where we are always live. This is really gross, but dirty trash cans can pose a serious health risk to you and your family. The pungent smell can attract rats and flies, not to mention maggots, both of which can contain dangerous diseases transferable to humans. Your dirty trash can is susceptible to harboring dangerous bacteria. Contact Brandon at Fitz Trash Bin Cleaning today at 440-752-1533 or find them on Facebook. Veteran owned and operated and eco-friendly. Again, call Brandon at 440-752-1533. Redline Radio LLC is proud to Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. 
I'm Kyle Price, and joined usually, as always, is Justin George. However, he's running late. But we have a special guest tonight, Lenny Pickett, the brother of the famous, almost famous, Kenny Pickett. Welcome to the studio. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. Well, I take that back. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, this Justin guy is very unprofessional, couldn't get here on time. Uh, but, I mean, I made it. I got in my car. I started it up. I drove all the way here, and I'm in the building. Uh, is driving difficult for you? I don't understand. Why would it be? No, 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 no need. It's just curious. Just <laughs> uh, so tell me about yourself, Lenny. Um, so I'm, I'm Kenny's younger brother. Uh, we, we come from a long heritage of hardworking people. Uh, if you're familiar with Transylvania and Romania. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So my family actually comes from there. A uh, little small, small village next door called Hanselvania. And what's the population we, in, in? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, you could probably count it on one hand. You know, there's not many people there. <laughs> so we, we have a hardworking family. We migrated to Pittsburgh because of the, the Amish community. And we like to work with our hands. That's what pickets do. We're hardworking people. And we, we like woodworking. We like making furniture. Of course, that's what the Amish do, especially dollhouse furniture is kind of our specialty. We have Pickett's line of, of dollhouses, and it's wonderful. Pick it up at your local Amish market if you ever get the chance. Um, we have a small family, just, just four of us, mom, dad, Kenny, myself. And uh, I, you know, I know Kenny's the pro athlete. He got drafted, this and that, but... The family calls me Lanky Lenny because I'm, of course, the biggest guy. Look at these mitts. I have the biggest hands in the family. Uh, we, we do competitions every year. We knew Kenny was getting ready to go to the draft, so you know we started doing combine drills at home. And when it came down to the hand measuring, obviously, look at these things. No questions asked. Top to bottom. Yeah, those, those, are, those are huge, huge. I mean, I've been told they're kind of intimidating huge by people. Hands. I don't understand why. They seem relatively normal to me. I mean, you know, just I'm a, I'm a human being. You know what I did? You know, I, I sit at home. I, I crack a beer. You know, I, I like to hang out with friends. Uh, I like to throw frisbee. That's kind of my thing. Really good at it. <laughs> what um, about what about uh, patty cake? What about I mean, those are you know not really my no? specialty okay. because it's just I don't have the coordination for that. I'm, okay. I'm more of sense. a more of a sports guy. So we we all know that that uh, your brother um, mm-hmm. likes to wear gloves while he's playing football on both hands. Yeah, sure, sure. So do you think wearing gloves is going to help him in his NFL career? Yeah, I mean, he's done it this long. I don't see why it wouldn't help him continuing in the NFL. I mean, I know I get it bigger, stronger, faster, but there's certain things you just can't teach. And a lot of people knock my brother for hand size. And I'm just here to clear the air right now. Again, I have the biggest hands in the family, but my brother, Kenny, extra large glove. Kid size, but extra large (laughs) gloves nonetheless. So you have no concern over your brother's hand size for the NFL? No, not at all. I mean, like I said, we're, we're pickets. We work with our hands. That's what we do. They may not be the biggest in the NFL. I know Kenny gets knocked for that, but he's a hard worker. His hands have callus on them. This guy works so hard with his hands. You don't understand what it's like lifting the weight of the world like Kenny does. Yeah, so um, I'm just curious, though. I've heard all about your family, but I'm, you're, this is the first I've heard about you, though. Where did you, I mean, how did, why has no one heard about you? You know, working with the Amish, that's something that I take pride in, and yeah. we don't have a lot of technology, as you know. I mean, I'm not a full-blown Amish person, so I like working with them, but I do have electricity. I like to stay at home. You know, if I'm watching the game on Saturday when Kenny's at Pitt and he throws a touchdown, I'm sitting there cheering. I'm going, touchdown, Kenny. You know he's killing it. (laughs) And I stay off social media. That's one thing I don't like. I don't like smartphones. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've come to realize, you know, my favorite phone, they don't make them anymore, was the Motorola Crazer. 
If you oh, remember the that. Crazer, yeah. Those are like, my favorite. That was the best phone in the that world. It was a very small phone. These that. new phones, I mean, they're damn near iPads in your hand. I don't understand how people could drive with those things and text and talk. Well, well people like the bigger screens. You know, it's 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 an attraction. You know, some nowadays. of us some of us don't. You know, oh. I, I my phone wanted a fingerprint ID, but instead I was able to do a full palm. Uh, I, I don't. I don't get it. I, I'm, I'm not breaking into, a, you know, a government building. Do we need that kind of security? I, I don't know. I think full palm print check into your phone is kind of amazing, though. It's very unsafe, though, when you're trying to get around, and you know, it's, it's not easy to do when you're on the go. So I'm, I'm going to guess here. Growing up, you guys are pretty close, right? Did oh, everything of course. together. Yeah, my brother and I we hung out. Yeah, I mean, we were we went hand in hand everywhere we went. We were best friends. Did you, did you guys ever throw the pigskin around in the backyard? Oh, of course. I mean, I actually wanted to show you guys that right now. I mean, this is the official Pickett Brothers. Football. We grew up throwing this pigskin around in the backyard. Let me show you here, everybody. Is that the peewee version, or is no? That, this oh. is a. You come on. You you got eyes. This is a regulation football. I mean it. Okay. So you're a Browns fan, right? Yeah, of course. So that, I just fumbled it like my brother did a couple times in college, but he got over that. Yeah, I year. see that Butterfingers. He, yeah. If you had gloves on, that would never happen. That's exactly the problem. That's, That's why he wear gloves. Wear gloves. It makes sense now. Um. But yeah, I mean. You're a Browns fan, right? I love the Browns. So I'm starting to understand where this interview is going. I, I'm starting to think that this is a little bit of a setup. Who's, who's your favorite team? Obviously, now it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Panthers. This is we not love a, Pittsburgh. Not a setup, sir. I I genuinely enjoy you being on the show and getting to know the uh, other side of the Pickett family. Yeah, I'm starting to sense that you have these are backhanded compliments coming from you. I would never backhand you. I don't know. I, I know a thing or two about hands, and when they're when they're back, I can feel it. I would like you to keep your hands over there, sir. Well. They're, they can't really reach over there, so they're going to stay right here. Well, but, go back to holding the football because I was really impressed the way you gripped that ball. Yeah, see, that's a snarky comment. All I can say to you Browns fans is here's what's going to happen. My brother Kenny's going to pick up the pigskin, full-size official football as I'm holding in my hands right now, and when George Pickens is running a route, when he's burning Denzel Ward, this is it. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. Up yours, Cleveland. I'm fucking out of here. Oh, okay. Um, I, Lenny, it was thanks for... Joining, my God, Tim, this guy's crazy. Is, is Justin here yet? I, I think I might have heard him coming up the stairs. All right, well, folks, I'm sorry about that rude, rude family member of Kenny Pickett, but clearly you you, you have something to look forward to on Sundays, a very full-handed, gloved-up quarterback that the Steelers are going to put out there for us. Um, but, oh, hey, Justin, thank you. I am so sorry I'm late, everybody. I, mean, I apologize. You, you should have seen what we just had in here. Who brought this Chuck E. Cheese ball? What the fuck is this? <laughs> we call that the Pee Wee Herman football. The Tiny Hands Tyco Little Price Boy. football. Ha! I passed, I passed some guy in the hallway. I don't know. Was he that... wasn't very happy when he left here. What, did he say anything to you on the way down? No, I actually... Give you a high for, five? I asked for an autograph. I thought it was Tywin, uh, uh, Tyrion Lannister from Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome to the show. I mean, you hit traffic on the way over here. Or yeah, it was pretty bad. There was an accident. You know, what can you do? You just fight through it. I, I you know, obviously, I reached out to you guys. I knew I'd be a few minutes late, uh, but I'm happy to be here. Let's get right into the show. Uh, obviously, we started on time because we are professionals to an extent. You know, being late happens. It is what it is. That's what Kyle's here for. It's why we have two people on the show. We One make can fill do. in. We yeah, roll absolutely. It. Tim and Kyle, I'm sure handled it great. And uh, we're ready to and rock and roll. Handled. Yeah. Handled. Seems like these puns keep coming up here. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I got to hand it to him. We did a great job. <laughs> I give right. him a hand. <laughs> yeah, round of applause. Give everybody a hand. Everybody a hand. Here we go. Look at the full-size hands right there. These are these are legit. These are NFL hands right here. Looks like we are getting a call here on the, on the Fitz trash bin. A call already? This is a record Early. setting. I didn't even get to do the basic intro, but let's go to the call. 
Hello, caller. Yo, guys. Lo- lo- love the show. Long-time caller, first-time listener. <laughs> nice. Awesome. I'm so glad you call all the time and never listen. He's a telemarketer. <laughs> yeah. y- y'all can call, call me crack- Cracker Mayfield. <laughs> Cracker Mayfield? That's his uh, ugly just, twin just cousin. One... I, don't understand. I don't understand why you're making fun of uh, you know, Kenny Pickett the way you are. Uh, make, he hasn't make played it. a game yet, and you recognize his hands and all that. Sir, I will have you know that this, this interview with his brother was legit. I'm I'm really curious about the pickets. You know, he really described his hand size, and I was really curious about. It. And he held the football perfectly. I I took this serious. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't get we couldn't get Kenny on the show. Obviously, he's busy right now as a rookie. But you know, we handed an olive branch to his younger brother, <laughs> and he he obliged. So here he came on the show with us today. Well, you can ask any woman that it's not necessarily, uh, you know, hand size. It's, uh, you know, the quality of the job that, that, that works out the best, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, if they're into getting little midget fists up their, up their hoo-ha, then, yeah, I mean, more power to them. It's not finger blasted, it's <laughs> yeah. fist blasted with those hands. So, 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 so just because Kenny has small hands, you're saying he can't, he can't get the job done? Uh, I think that's up for his wife to decide. Yeah, but, uh, it's not my decision, though. You know, sometimes it's the, the motion in the ocean and not the size of the boat, but I mean, unfortunately he, for Kenny... He probably wears gloves to bet anyway, so it's let's not kid ourselves here. I wouldn't doubt it. He obviously can't, <laughs> handle, guys, he can't handle things that get what, wet, so he's got to wear NFL gloves. So you guys are going to make fun of him because you don't think he'll make the make it as, a, as an NFL quarterback because he has small hands. Right. He The best chance he has is putting those hawk hands on. Urgh, those ones that are huge. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if his NFL career doesn't work out, I'm sure he could be a hand model for Ring Pop because he has little childlike hands. He could hold. He could wear those. Are you a, well, Ste- are you, are you a Steeler fan? I'm starting to get the sense, uh, Mr. Mayfield, that you're a Steeler fan. Yeah, Mr. Cracker, I'm getting the vibe that we're talking to a Steelers fan. Well, well, my cousin is Baker, but uh, I just hate Baker because he's such a numbskull. Oh, yeah. He's he's not the brightest tool, uh, the sharpest tool in the shed. Were you down in Oklahoma when uh, that statue got made? Oh, our family is totally embarrassed. Our, our family is totally embarrassed by that, by that, that, that whatever that is, that statue, wherever the hell that thing was. But well, I understand. It's, it, you're probably happy that the fact that his forehead's bigger than Kenny Pickett's hands. Yeah, that statue looked like it was crafted by a guy with below-average hands. Well, as far as our as far as our family is concerned, uh, uh, Kenny Pickett will probably have a better NFL career than uh, my my cousin uh, Baker will ever have. Well, if Kenny, I mean, Kenny's probably going to break some rookie records. I know Baker did that his rookie season, except his wasn't fumbling the football. Uh, he did win a playoff game. So those are some big shoes to fill. Kenny might or, win I'm sorry, game. those are some big gloves to fill, <laughs> even though Baker doesn't wear gloves. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hits keep coming. So, so, such a high goal to set for to win just one playoff game. Yeah. 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 Baker, Baker did, do, did do that. Well, we got to hand it to the guy. He's really going to go in there t- this year and uh, just uh, do a great job, I think. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, when uh, when you get your hands measured at the combine and they, they don't tell you to buy your gloves in the kids' section, I think that's an accomplishment in itself. So that's another notch in, in Mr. Baker's belt above Kenny Pickett. Well, I'll, I'll just let it go at that. I just wanted to call and say I love the show. Like I said, it's a long-time caller, first-time listener, and uh, love the show. Keep up, keep up the good work, guys. Well, thank, thanks, Cracker Mayfield. Appreciate it, Mr. Cracker. Please always call and never listen to our show again. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, please call back at uh, about 11.15. <laughs> Tim will be here to talk to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into the show. We are fired up. It's Wednesday night. we got a lot to talk about here. Uh, it's the intro, as always. 
Welcome to Talking About Balls. I'm Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price. We got Tim Buck 2 on the fucking board, killing it as always. Shoot. Shout out to Tim. Here, he's charged up. We're all ready to go. We're all tired, but we're going to power through for you lovely folk. Let's do it. Uh, first and foremost, it's not here. At least I didn't I didn't go searching through documents that aren't mine. I was looking for a banner. I, I mean, I was kind of expecting to walk into... Like you know, like a wrestling indie wrestling show is going to get streamers thrown at yeah, me. Yeah, like maybe a, some, at least uh, entrance music, some or confetti something. shot out, something. But uh, I'm sure all of you saw when we posted it the other day. Oh, we do have it. It's official, ladies and gentlemen. Talking about balls, the most popular show on Redline Radio LLC, eight thousand seven hundred and fifty-seven views. Wow, look at that! that is it, ladies and gentlemen? That. We did it. I just wanted to accept this award. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we told you guys we were coming for the top. We we, we said that from the get go. We weren't we weren't we weren't kidding. I mean, when we won best yeah. show in Studio Two last month, Kyle and I immediately texted each other and said, "All right, let's go for the top." And it boy, took, did we go to the top! It took one month, and we did it. <laughs> uh, we're happy to do it. We knew we doing a show weekly was going to really help our numbers, of course. But now we're going to go back to biweekly. So it's a great award. We're very humbled and honored to, to win it. Uh, thanks to everybody that's watched the show. Couldn't have done it without you, literally, because your views are what, what got us into this position. So thank you guys all for listening. Um, onward and upward. I mean, only the sky is the limit. Uh, I do want to say a uh, shout-out, though, to Dave, Lee, Tim, obviously the faces of Redline Radio. Uh, they reached out, congratulated us, got us the information for the award, everything like that. Uh, and as far as the rest of the Redline Radio community, shout-out to Ramel. He reached out. He gave me a special congratulations, and he said, you know, he's coming for that spot, too. He wants to win Best Show. It's a great accomplishment. Fourth uh, and 15, they won Best Show at Studio 2 for the month of uh, April. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to them. Way to go. Um, unfortunately. No, fan of the show. No other Redline radio personality reached out to congratulate us. None. And, and if, if there's two mm. things I hold in, in this world. The first one is my breath when I masturbate. The second one is grudges. Oh, it's it's a grudge. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong mm. watching right. Cheech and Chong, ladies and gentlemen. Not not nothing. I mean, I'm not we don't have anything to get back at anybody. I mean, we won the award. It's just telling is all I can say. I believe the words record breaking were used when this happened too. I think Re- it was record we, uh, breaking. We asked them or whatever he said. Hmm. Something like that. Either way, huge win. It's okay. We'll take it. Well, we'll remember those who said thank you, Ramel. Honestly, friend of the show, please, if you're listening, give us a call if you want to talk for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, You know what? We're doing it twice this month. Yeah, we're only doing two. Well, technically it'll be three. So we did May 4th. We did a show. Or, no, maybe it will be the end of the month. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know the dates. I've been working a new shift at work. Oh, extra overtime. I'm fucking tired. I don't even know what That's why he was late anymore. today. He was tired. Very tired. Blaming on traffic. Uh, but we're doing it twice this month. I, 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 I believe we'll still have those good numbers this month too. So yeah, we'll see. Let's get into Either it. Way, thank you, everybody. Let's get right into sports, though. Last night was the NBA draft lottery, and the Cavaliers, of course, got eliminated in the play-in tournament, so they didn't technically make the playoffs, making them a lottery eligible team. They had a. 0.5% chance of winning the number one overall pick, which is obviously... But there was a chance. Next to nothing. Yeah, I mean... there. If they would have brought in Gilbert's youngest son, we would have won. Possibly. <laughs> He's got a good winning record. Kyle handled that interview. What a pun, Mike. 
Uh, but yeah, so the Cavs ended up, of course, they were the 14th team with the with the odds of getting the number one pick. And the way the NBA works, you're pretty much guaranteed in that position that yeah. you're getting that pick. So the Cavaliers did end up with the 14th overall pick. Well, they'll they'll be having the 14th overall pick in a couple of weeks of the draft. Um, the number one pick went to Orlando. Number two pick went to Oklahoma City. Three Houston, four Sacramento, and five went to Detroit. Uh, that's your top five for the draft. It's it's a pretty good draft actually. It's very loaded. Lots of good talent coming out. Obviously, I would have loved the Browns or the, the Cavs to get in the top two so they could maybe get Chet Holmgren. Would have been awesome. But oh, I'm looking at the wrong camera. My bad. I was looking off to the right like an idiot. Um, so know your camera directions, Justin. Well, when I was setting that one up earlier, it was showing me an empty chair, so I thought that, that was the one pointed on me. And then Tim moved it, and I forgot to look back. So here we are. Tim, what Orlando has a chance to become a very interesting team. They have a very young and decent team now. Sure. I mean, they're going to get Chet Holmgren. I mean, uh, I have to imagine he's going to be the number one pick. That's the general consensus there. And a huge, great player. I mean, he's he's big. He's lanky. He can shoot threes. He can play good defense. Damn near a center with point guard or shooting guard abilities. Right. So good get for them. I mean, should turn the Orlando franchise around, you would hope, because you have two top five picks in, in back-to-back years, one of them being number one overall, right. you expect to get a lot better. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but there's, I think this draft has a lot of decent people in it that if you're picking in a top 15, whatever, 16, sure. you have a chance to get somebody good, somebody manageable, somebody you can bring in off the bench. You can really you know, bring them up into the system, and they can do well for you, I believe. Absolutely. I mean, uh, as I said, the Cavaliers have the 14th overall pick. So really quickly, I did... A little, I, I read up on some mock drafts. I'm not the biggest NCAA um, basketball fan. I watch the, I watch March Madness. That's about it. That's mm-hmm. when I really get into it. So I don't go into it knowing every player, what school they're at, etc. So what happened was I, I, I wait and now I look at mock drafts because the Cavaliers are officially have a, have a pick. So I want to see it. So the Cavaliers are the 14th pick. Some of the names that you can look out for: uh, Malachi Branham. Ohio from, Ohio, from Ohio yep. State, yeah, he's a guy to keep an eye on. He can play that that three position. I think honestly, the only position the Cavs are going to look for is a three. Yeah, they need a wing. They Absolutely. they have to. So, for me, I'm looking at somebody like that. He can shoot. He can create his own shot. Should be there at 14, unless he gets taken a little early. Uh, would be ideal if he's there. So that's somebody to keep an eye on. And it's, again, I've said it a million times in the show. You guys know that I am not an Ohio State homer. So I'm not just saying an Ohio State guy because he went to Ohio State. I'm saying this because I legitimately think he fits the, the, the Cavaliers and can come in immediately and, and step into a good role. And a lot so of mocks have us taking him there, too. Yeah, he's a guy that's he's right around that like 12 to 16 spot, and the Cavs are right in the middle. So if he's there, definitely somebody to keep an eye on for the Cavaliers. Uh, uh, there's another kid out of Wisconsin, too. I don't have the name, though, but there's a kid out of Wisconsin that... Uh, yeah, I, I heard that one today. I didn't write him down. I know you're talking a, about. He's a wing player as well. But it's like a very common producer, name. It's like yeah. Mike Davis or something like that. Yeah, I know you're talking about. John Smith. Um, another guy I have, uh, Leonard Miller. He's a small forward from Fort Erie, a prep school in Canada. Oh, I thought it was like actual Fort Erie, which is up in Canada. No, it is. He's in Canada. <laughs> Oh, so it's right by the actual Fort. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he plays at Fort Erie, uh, like Academy or whatever. It's an, it's a prep school in oh, Canada. He is a checks out he's an eighteen year old. He's he's big. He's like six nine. Wing player can shoot. He can block shots. He can dunk. He can do everything. He's a really good player. Somebody to keep an eye on around that fourteenth spot. And last but not least, a guy that I kind of like who could slide a little further or could get drafted. He's he's an interesting guy to keep an eye on. That's Kendall Brown, small forward from Baylor. He's a guy that I could see getting taken in the top 10 
or I could see falling out of the first round. He's one of those guys that I've seen him all over the place in mock drafts. Somebody to keep an eye on would be a good fit for the Cavaliers. Yep. Yeah, I think we all agree, though. I think the position they need to go after is the wing, the three. Um, I mean, what what are they going to do with the rest of the roster? I mean, there's a lot of questions now being thrown out there. Do they do a sign and trade for Sexton to try to get someone else in here? Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Kobe Altman could possibly do, but I do think that they're not going to trade that first round pick. I do think they are going to pick somebody in that pick and, and go from there. Uh, possibly. I mean, the, the main thing I'm looking at as a Cavaliers fan is what can we get? I mean, if the Cavs get an offer for a player and they're interested in our 14th overall pick and possibly an expiring contract like we have Kevin Loves, um, I think the Cavs are going to be all ears. I think I think Kobe Altman will listen to offers. I mean, I get it. It's wishful thinking. But let's just say the Lakers come calling and they say, all right, we I want. I knew you were going to say that. I'm just just throwing it out there because they don't have any draft picks. Uh, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, though, this Cavaliers pick because of the way the NBA rules are, I think they have to use it, and then they can trade it. So you know maybe the Lakers come calling and they say, hey, we want this kid, take him at 14, and we'll take Kevin Love's expiring contract, and we'll take you know God knows who, maybe Colin Sexton yeah. hypothetically, and in exchange we get LeBron James. You know obviously Kobe Altman's going to work the trade out. We'll see what he, what could happen, but. I do think if somebody comes calling, Kobe Altman would definitely listen. So we'll see what happens. I just think watching the playoffs right now, that, that's the, your main thing you're looking at is you're looking at wing players. You're looking at guys that can score, that can create shots. That's what's helping teams win games. Look at Jimmy Butler last night. Look at what Jason Tatum has been doing for Boston. You look at uh, Golden State. Obviously, you have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson can create their own shots, and they're just offensive explosions. Um and then Luca, everybody on Dallas, Spencer Dim- Dimwitty, these guys are just kill- killing it. They're hitting shots. That's what you need. The Cavaliers struggled with that last year. They didn't have consistent shooting. So get that wing guy that can shoot, get a little bit of size, somebody that can play a little defense because this team loves playing defense. And, you know, sky's and, and the limit. And the Cavs are only going to get better, too. I mean, you give Mobley a whole offseason to bulk up a little bit, get some sure. more strength behind him. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's, I think Mobley's going to be scary for years to come. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, that a lot of people have said early in his rookie season, they said, this is a guy, future hall, uh, future MVP yeah. candidate. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited for the Cavs' future. Uh, obviously, this is a big offseason for them because you kind of hope this is the last year you're going to see them in the lottery for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I so, hope so. I so hope make, so. This, make the right move, get that key piece, and let's go. Uh, speaking of the NBA playoffs, uh, as I mentioned, a Oof. couple of names. We do have the conference finals going on last night. Uh, Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics, beat the breaks off them really in game one. Right now, game one is going on with the Golden State Warriors and Dallas Mavericks. Golden State is up 43-35, to 35, but it's almost it's about three and a half minutes till halftime, so we got a little bit of time there, plenty of game left. I, f- I feel like uh, these playoffs have gone by pretty quickly so far. Yeah, surprisingly they have. I mean, not a lot. Only like what two game sevens so far. Yeah, so I mean, people are getting knocked out in games five, game six, but yeah, it's yeah moving. I mean, it's going going by pretty quick. However, once you know how this goes, once we get to the actual finals, they stretch it out. You have a game, then you have like three days off, then you have another game. Right. The, the NBA knows what they're doing. Yeah, this I mean, the, the finals aren't until what mid end of June or whatever. Beginning of June. Beginning yeah. of June. I mean, the final. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, you have those games going on right now. Uh, as far as Kyle and I, we have our bet going on for the. Fantastic punishment coming up at the end of of the stun gun taser and what was the other one? It's eating the shitty it's jelly eating beans. those shitty jelly beans and, and getting tased. While you eat them, you're going to get tased. I'm right. already practicing my pain tolerance because I just feel I'm going to lose anyway. So that's a smart way to go into it. So 
Right now, Kyle is down by one. Uh, and It's going to get interesting. I texted him yesterday before the game started. We can, we'll vouch for this. And I have picked Miami and Golden State. Kyle has picked Dallas and Boston. Yep. So that's what's going into the finals. Uh, we forgot a couple episodes ago if we ended up deciding on a different point-per-round system. So we just agreed upon one point per round. We're just keeping it easy because mm-hmm. we couldn't remember. We weren't going to try to, like, fuck with it now that we forgot. So, again, as of right now, Kyle is down by one. I don't know the exact points, but all I know is he's down one, and he's looking to – if he comes through with the difference of picks, then you never know what's going to happen here. He could yeah. take the lead into the finals, and then I'm going to have to go opposite of him to hopefully just tie him, and we'll have to come up with some sort of tiebreaker. We are – yeah, we're, we're, we're dead opposites this one. It's going to be interesting. Um, last night, you're one up already. You got Miami. You took the win last night. You took Miami and uh, the Warriors, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, it, it's early. We don't even have a competition yet. I'm sure we'll do something for. I'm trying to think of like the next big event would probably be the uh, home run derby, like all star. We always stuff, do. Yeah, I we think. did the home run derby like brackets and everything. So I, I haven't thought of a competition, but I have thought of the punishment already. Already, not revealing it on air, uh, but I do have something in mind <laughs> that I think. It's kind of scary if you're already picking up punishments that far. I in think we're gonna go with it. Well, you know, I'm trying to keep it fun. I'm thinking it's something that we could. We'll have to do it off site. But we'll film it, okay. and we could make it into a presentation for you know the show, whether it's something we play during an episode or something we just put on the Facebook pages and all this and that. We'll make it work. Uh, I'll get in touch with Dave, see if he has any connections in this specific area. But we'll wait oh, no. closer till, closer till, closer till. We got time. While it's not till July. While we're on the NBA real quick, I wanted to bring up um, Pat Beverly. Did you watch that interview? Uh, no, I saw he was on ESPN yesterday well, he, or whatever he morning. Railroaded Paul um, Chris Paul. No, I didn't. I didn't uh, see it. You have to go back and watch it, Tim. Did you watch that? He's a cone. Oh God, man. He, so what happened? He threw him under the bus. I mean, he basically said, and, and Tim, correct me if I'm wrong here. He was talking about they were talking about Chris Paul and um, how they were talking shit. They with, were teammates in LA, right? Right. Yeah. But the, how he was talking shit. They were talking shit to them when they played him in the playoffs. But then he was talking about how Chris Paul what can't guard anybody. Um, how he just stands out there, how like he gets all the calls in the NBA and everything. I believe there's some truth to it. No, oh, I, I mean, he, he literally just backed the Greyhound over Chris Paul multiple times. And so now in not retaliation, but in defense of Chris Paul, and I have other NBA players coming out and saying, I think that's bullshit. I think he shouldn't be like as whatever. But there's other media people being like, we love it. We love the fact that these NBA players who are current players are coming on these shows and just speaking their mind. It's just all drama right now. But you got to watch it. I do love it's, it. It's I mean, I've always been an advocate for that. I love when players and coaches, whoever, when they're not boring. Like, I hate I hate the boring-ass Bill Belichick interview of, like, yes, no, no answers. And that's actually a really good segue into what I'm talking about, boring-ass people doing interviews. Tom Brady is one of the most fucking boring people on the planet. I wouldn't say most boring people on the planet. Trust me. Read his book, The Guy is a Fucking Robot. <laughs> I, I, I thought this book was going to be, like, enlightening, and it's going to be like, all right, Tom Brady gets up at 5 a.m., he works out, here's his guide to life, he wants to do this, he does that. It's literally like, yeah, I eat, I eat plain fish and raw vegetables, and he's like, it's really not that bad. If you just eat it every day, I've come to really like the taste, and uh, then you flip the page, you're like, all right, Tom Brady, this book's not too bad. What else do you have for me? Oh, buy your supplements. Okay, yeah, that's kind of weird. I'm not going to do that. Oh, oh, you sell electrolyte powder? Nope, not buying that either, Tom Brady. So it's just an ad, basically. It was so fucking stupid. It's just telling you to buy all his shit, to eat like a like a 
like a person from the fucking 1800s before they invented spices. He literally eats nothing on his, he eats fish, raw vegetables, salads with like little to no dressing. And he, in the book, he's trying to say like, oh, I love it. It's, I look forward to it every day. I mean, it's if it so works for bad. the man, it works for the man. Clearly he's been doing something right. And he's just been, I understand he's been under the umbrella of Bill Belichick. So you can't, you can't have a personality with Belichick unless you're Gronk. That's the one guy that was allowed to have a personality. Brady is so fucking boring. As soon as he left for Tampa Bay, I still had Sirius Satellite, and I was listening to his interview with Howard Stern, and I was really excited because I thought, Howard Stern, he's known for some of the best interviews in the world. He's got Tom Brady on. This is going to be fucking incredible. It was so boring. Yeah. He is just a boring person. I, I kind of enjoy watching him on social media now because I, like, I'm, on, I'm on TikTok like most of us are, I believe, except you. Well, um, hang on. In my defense, my wife made me make a TikTok because she wanted to send me shit. Okay. Because so, she would send me videos and it would make me click it and it would say, download TikTok. And I'm like, so, this so, is so, so fucking So now annoying. you're on TikTok. You're just not on I have TikTok. one, but I have no notifications turned on. 99% of the time, my wife will go, did you watch that video? And I'm like, where? And she goes, TikTok. I'm like, I haven't opened TikTok in a month. And then I open it up and there's some stupid fucking cat video that she sent me that I don't care about. I feel like that's all she probably sends you is cat videos. Cat and recipes are pretty much the main thing, yeah. So the reason why I was saying TikTok is he's on TikTok. And the other day, Tom Brady's in there. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm bored. I'm going to go outside. So he just goes out and rents a bike and he's riding around New York City. And like he's just trying to see how long it takes somebody to recognize him. Took a whole five minutes until he had to turn back around and go back home. But it's, he's, you know, he's funny. And, and like the other day, he admitted to the, uh, the football being a fumble during that tuck roll. He's like, yeah, it was probably a fumble. At least he's partially honest. <laughs> now, what I don't understand with Brady, not, I won't say what I don't understand, what, what I understand about his current situation is that, if, for those of you that don't know, Tom Brady has agreed to a deal with Fox Sports. It's a 10-year, $375 million deal to Oof. be a broadcaster for them the second he retires. I would hope it's color commentator because he's not going to be able to broadcast much. No. So he agreed to this deal. He, it's going to start as soon as he retires. It's a really good deal, good for him, but he, it's, he's like the highest-paid broadcaster ever, and he's, he's a guy that's never, ever done it. So that's what people are like. There are, there are guys in the industry that have worked their asses off from the, from the bottom of the bottom to being interns to getting coffee for free for people to maybe getting a little airtime, and then all of a sudden maybe they're hosting something. Like, you have to build your way up this ladder. Tom Brady is just like, hey, dude, whenever you're done, fucking come on. You're, you're good. You're higher than everybody. The man won seven Super Bowls. I think he deserves a shot in the booth. No, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> he deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame. That's about it. What's, everything after that. What's funny to me is he's going to make more money off this deal than his entire NFL career. Which, that's, it's a vague statement just, to say that. Just, because, not endorsements. It's, it's I'm official. Talking, I'm just talking about just yeah, his no. salary. But the only thing, though, for that is he has taken less con lesser contracts because he's a team player. And, and that's what I put. I'm like, that's the, that's a conspiracy right now. It's like, he, in his mind, he's always had this retirement plan. Yeah, I mean. I'm just going to take less money, take less money. He was going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wanted. And after, wanted. I, after I'm done playing football, I'm going to sign a mass broadcasting deal. Yeah, this is the deal. ultimate retirement, like, 401k. And the fact that Fox is like, yeah, whenever you're done, you can that's play another That's the craziest part about yeah, it. Like, it's crazy. We got as this, long as you want. We got this paper for you. But it is just a little bit of a slap in the face to other people in the industry, but... Um, yeah, he's making more than Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, guys that have been doing it for years, guys that are, are household names in terms of broadcasting. Whether you like them or not, I understand. Uh, Especially in Cleveland, Joe Buck gets a lot of flack, and I, I also am not a huge fan of him. Um, do I think he should be paid higher than Tony Romo? Yes, because I think Tony Romo sucks. That's just me personally. I don't understand the hype with Tony Romo. But I don't know. It's just weird to me that Tom Brady's going to do it because he's never been known for being a personality. But now that this news came out, as Kyle said, he's now on TikTok. He's uh, Netflix agreed to do a roast of Tom Brady. 
Oh, um, I didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see that? No. So I heard about that today. I was listening to uh, who's An- going to be the roasters on there. They haven't announced. They haven't like figured it out yet. So Anthony Jelzenek was talking about it. They just announced they're going to do it. They haven't even like filmed it, started it, anything like that. I hope Jelzenek's invited. He said he there's no way in hell he would do it because Tom Brady's the producer. Oh. So Tom Brady gets final say of all the jokes, and Jelzenek's like, I'm not doing that because he's going to cut out half the shit that I say. Yeah. It's like it's not worth my time. That's nice. He's like, if Gronk were the producer, I'm there. But Tom Brady doing it for his own roast, he's only going to put out the best shit. And this just goes to show you that he's just trying to show everybody it's all PR stunts. He just wants everyone to go, oh, Tom Brady can take a joke. He's so funny. It's just, it's all a fucking gimmick. I'm not falling for it. I think he sucks. I think Drew Brees should have taught Fox Sports a lesson. Drew Brees retired, immediately went to NBC, sucked, got canned after one year because he's not good at at that job. They just assume Brady's going to be good enough to get a 10-year fucking deal. He just had shoulder surgery. There's, he's not even coming, but he's not doing anything. He can barely play with his kids. So, total joke. I hate the whole thing. I I, I don't understand it. Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck Fox so Sports. So, not a fan of Brady. Got it. Just making notes. I just want to say, you said, uh, you know, nobody can have personality at, uh, in the under Belichick. Um, I think in Aaron Hernandez had a killer personality, so I don't yeah, know. He, uh, on and off the field, he, uh, he was something to... To, to it's not seen. true, man. That's not true. They called him hanging around a lot too, so it's weird. <laughs> if the uh, the glove fits, you must have quit. That's OJ, <laughs> the only one to get away. And we're back to hand puns. <laughs> Got to bring it all full circle to Kenny Pickett. Uh, but yeah, so the Tom Brady thing I, I thought was interesting. I, I didn't just baffling to me of all the people. You have so many good personality guys, and and what kind of precedent does this set for the future? Because whether you like him or not, as a quarterback. Baker Mayfield has a better personality than Tom Brady. He's been in more, you know, he's in commercials. He's, he's uh, I think Aaron Rodgers has a better personality than Tom Brady. Have we he confirmed was, that the stay-at-home commercials are done? Are they done? Or are they going to start, are they going to still shoot commercials for him? Uh, no, he's actually working with a real estate company now for an eviction commercial. <laughs> is what I've seen. <laughs> Whatever, some local real estate company. Century 21 just signed Baker Mayfield for eviction commercials. Um, <laughs> but... You have these quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers. How does Aaron Rodgers not have a deal like this yet? Would you really want to listen to Aaron Rodgers on TV, though? Fuck yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Discount double Are check. Are you kidding me? I love that guy. I, I would listen to him do I don't anything. think the NFL would ever allow him to have a microphone unscripted for three hours. And the other thing, though, too, is if I'm any sports channel, whatever, any, any, anyone with broadcasting shit, back the Brinks truck up for Peyton Manning. Give that dude whatever he wants. He's got a good fucking thing going, though, man. He's got the Manning cast with Eli. That That's gold. Right, but are they going to continue that? I fucking hope so. I don't know. I'm, I'm personally, I, I would love no to see. I would love to see the percentage numbers of who watched Manning cast versus normal cast last year. I watched Manning cast way more personally. I, me too. Because I loved it. The guest, and that goes back to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was a guest on there, and it was awesome. He was such a good guest. Like He just has was chemistry with Was it because of him, or was it just because Peyton Manning carries that show? Both. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is great. Eli gets dragged by Peyton. Peyton has to carry Eli along. Oh, 100%. Sometimes. No, Aaron Rodgers held his own. That guy is, I mean, he was close to being the host of Jeopardy because and I, he had too much personality. They didn't want him on Jeopardy. That That's why, yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he could have retired yesterday and he could be the host of Jeopardy, but they were uh, like, you're not, we want a nerd. What do we got? Can we get Giselle, sideline reporter? No, she's too busy cheating on Tom. I just assume that she cheats on him. I don't know why, but I just have that vibe. Well, she does make more money. Well, she does make more money him now. She's the breadwinner. I just assume Tom Brady's too busy in the gym getting shot up with whatever robots take. He's getting oiled up because he's not real. And Giselle's just out cheating on him. 
That's my assumption for the Brady household. Makes for a great um, E, um, uh, whatever, uh, what's he, that? Like an E True Hollywood yeah, story? Like a, yeah, E True Hollywood story. Yeah. He retired to spend time with his family, gave it about a weekend, and then said, fuck this, I'm going back to the NFL. So that just goes to show you what his home life is really like. <laughs> fuck those kids, I'm going back. All right, uh, quick notes on the NFL. Uh, I, we don't have a picture for this one. This is something I just thought of before we did the show here because it kind of went under the radar a little bit, if I'm being honest with you, because to me, I had moved on months ago. Jarvis Landry signs a deal. New Orleans Saints, one year, $6 million, up to $6 million deal. Technically, it's a $3 million deal with $3 million worth of incentives. Uh, you know, again, I tried to tell Browns fans weeks and weeks ago, move on from these guys. I don't think Odell comes back. I don't think Landry comes back. The only realistic person I think is coming back is Jadavian Clowney, but only time will tell. He's still available. You never know. Things could happen. He won't sign until minicamp's over, probably. Which is ironic, because I heard an interview yesterday, and a guy said, uh, his first, his when he was in Cleveland last year, people asked Jadavian Clowney, they said, what went wrong in Tennessee? And he said, I think it's because I missed minicamp and training camp. I wasn't, really? I okay. wasn't like uh, in shape enough. And it's potential, it's looking, potentially, that he's going to hold out a little bit longer. So I didn't move on from Jarvis completely until we drafted Bell. When we drafted yeah. Bell, that kind of kind of nail in the coffin did right there, and I just moved on because that was just another Jarvis. Basically. My thing was more so just the fans that would not stop talking about Jarvis Landry. It's almost like... There's he, still people who think Baker Mayfield's going to play football for the Browns. I, I do see that, and that's just weird things that are coming out from uh, Ian Rappaport, uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. These guys, for whatever reason, they cannot get over Baker. I don't understand it. They still think he has a shot in Cleveland. The Browns have openly admitted they have revamped the offense to a different style that does not suit Baker. They have traded for Deshaun Watson. They signed Jacoby Brissett. They signed Joshua Dobbs. They just signed some undrafted rookie. I forgot his name. That's it's not amazing important. college stats, though. And Baker is not on the fucking like checkbook checklist anymore for anybody of relevancy for the Cleveland Browns. They have moved on entirely. He is a non-factor. Deshaun Watson's taking the offense to the Bahamas. Baker Mayfield, I don't think, got an invite. I think he did get an invite. He said no, though. No, they actually they invited him to be the bag boy. That was about it. <laughs> Can you carry these, please, sir? Like, yeah, you can show up. You can't come to our meetings, but you can be the bellhop. That's a fair trade. You can sit at the bar and just have drinks if you and want And we're going to gonna stay at this five-star resort. You're going to stay at the Howard Johnson by the airport. <laughs> How's that? That's on Deshaun's dime. You can have more interviews on the couch over there. Yeah, I agree. I, Baker, I don't think you'll ever see him in the orange and brown ever again. I think it's it's weird weird clickbait that I'm seeing from people. That's all it really is. I mean, like Every Florio, other day I hear, I see a new article where it's like this possibility that Baker plays because of Deshaun's legal issues or whatever. Like, I forgot what he said, but Ian Rappaport years ago said something really stupid. I just didn't really respect what he was saying, like his takes. So I unfollowed him, moved on. He will not stop talking about Baker potentially starting for the Browns. And then another guy that I, I like following pro football talk because of their, they get great insight. They're really quick. They update you on every piece of news in football. It's fantastic. But Mike Florio has this weird heart on for Deshaun Watson he wants Deshaun Watson to go to jail, basically. He hates, he, he's so anti-Deshaun Watson. It's a weird player to have a heart on for. And then, well, not if you are Deshaun Watson, then it's normal. <laughs> but he, he he really is, he just despises Deshaun Watson. And then he is obsessed now with Baker being the starting quarterback. Again, he's like, if they suspend Deshaun Watson, 
the Browns, I hear, are going to, the Baker Mayfield's going to probably have to start for six games, blah, blah, blah. You know, did they not realize we signed Jacoby Brissett to fill in for Baker? No, I don't think anybody realizes or, or that. for Deshaun, I'm sorry. I, I don't think anybody realizes that because they just feel that because Baker's still on our uh, payroll that we must do something with him because he's a starting quarter. No, the Browns are completely content with having him sit the first half of the year or whatever they have to until a team yeah. says, shit, our starting quarterback has just got injured. We need somebody who can come in and actually move the football. Um, and how? what do you want for Baker? I mean, if you're if you're Andrew Barry, what you're telling other teams, there are probably teams that are saying, we know you're, you're going to get rid of Baker. So we'll just wait it out till you cut him. And they're going to say, well, fuck it. If we have to pay him $18 million anyway, yep. keep him on the roster right. so I, you I, can't have him. I feel you're going to try to play chicken with Andrew Barry. He's going to win that one. I agree. I, I do think so, too, because, again, if if you expect Andrew Barry to pay him $18 million, why get rid of him and let somebody else have him? I mean, Just keep him. And I, then you, I still believe he's gone by the end of training camp because training camp's going to break sure. something. I mean, Someone's going to get hurt. So I mean, it's, it, we're coming up on a – I forgot exactly when. It's it's in June. Or maybe it's end of May, but there are mandatory mandatory camp. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yep. So Baker, I don't think, shows up. The ball goes back into the Browns court. Yep. They can then punish Baker for not showing up, or maybe they make a mutual agreement, stay away from the team, but you'll keep getting paid. Yep. We won't find you. It's Deshaun Watson treatment. Yeah. Though Deshaun was able to practice with the team, but they paid Deshaun to stay at home last year. Because think about it this way. If you're Andrew Barry and you have to cut a guy, which guy are you more worried about going to another team and succeeding? Again, I'm pumping my own brakes before I say this. I don't, I'm not a huge Baker believer. I'm not a Baker believer at all, really, but I don't think Baker could go to a team and lead them to a Super Bowl, but do I think Baker could go, a te- go to a team and win some games? Sure. So who am I more, of, not, I won't even say afraid, but who do I think would help a team win games if released? Joshua Dobbs or Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Baker, yeah. So I would rather hold on to Baker if I'm going to pay him $18 million regardless. See a Josh Dobbs. If, if the Carolina Panthers or Seattle Seahawks want Josh Dobbs on the roster, you can have him. But you're not getting Baker for free. Yeah, we know Baker is a starting quarterback in the league for some team. Sure. So we're going to keep him in the back pocket until we need to do something with him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of the Browns and Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson did meet with the NFL yesterday. They are officially... Last two days, I think, yeah. Yeah, they're working out, hopefully, working out some sort of agreement for a punishment or they're working out some sort of plan moving forward my guess and i'm just speculating conspiracy theory time i've got a guess too i'll see what your guess is so tony busby i believe that's his name the lawyer for the women suing uh deshaun watson stuff starting to leak oh yeah from the uh the deposition from last week or whatever things are starting to leak that are kind of making it's i guess it's if it's the worst of the worst it's really not that bad in my opinion the uh the story that came out is that deshaun watson made after his very first massage with the woman, he made, the woman started crying because God knows what happened in the room. But uh, again, preface everything with there were no criminal charges. Right. Grand juries did not find anything, he any wrongdoing. But after the massage, for whatever reason, who knows what happened, the woman is crying. So Deshaun messaged her after the fact and said, hey, I just want to apologize for, you know, whatever upset you. I noticed you were crying. You know, sorry about that. I'd like to work to, with you again in the future. You know, best of luck. Yeah. And that's what came out. So that's the the dirty news that's coming out right now for Deshaun and then the, the bad look. And to me, if that's the worst evidence you have coming out right now, it's really not that bad. 
in my personal opinion. Sure. The, the question you have to ask yourself, though, is is he breaking any NFL policy? That's, you know, the wellness policy, whatever it's considered, I guess. And I mean, that's, honestly, that's what the NFL is trying to figure out right now, too. Just having premarital sex, the NFL could say that's against conduct. It's not conducting yourself like a professional, and they could Thank suspend God, Kenny you. Kenny Pickett's okay then. He's not going to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hand jobs only for Kenny. So, yeah. <laughs> so my theory is, is I think the NFL is going to... I think they're going to hit Deshaun with two suspensions, possibly. I, I think they're going to suspend him. They're going to do something now just because the NFL needs to, I don't want to say save face, but they need to be proactive and not reactive. I think they're going to try to do some kind of punishment now, maybe four games this year. And then as the rest of these get settled or get tossed out, then they'll make a decision on maybe possibly another suspension, which could probably maybe take place next year. I think it's possible. I just find it hard for the NFL Players Association to allow them to suspend him twice for non-criminal acts. Right. I'm saying the once right now. Sure. But if it comes down where he starts settling these to get him out, to move on, where I'm not saying settlement automatically is you agreeing that you did it. No, no, I agree. I, personally, I don't think settling is not an admission of guilt. Right. But I'm just saying that I think if he starts settling some of these, in past cases, Ben Roethlisberger, who settled it, the NFL threw six games at him, correct? So I yeah, just and I, I think it got six reduced to four, if right. I'm not mistaken. So I just it's a possibility, but I think they're going to come out of this in the next two weeks. You're going to hear some kind of either they're going to come out and say, "Look, we got nothing. We're moving on. He's good in our books right now. Um, we're going to wait until these cases get settled." Or yeah, he's got four games this year, and then with the possibility of more, depending on how this plays out. I just do find it. I, I find it hard to believe the NFL could suspend him in any manner this year because there's nothing yet to go off of. It's just right now it's speculation. It's hearsay. Uh, he's been found. No criminal charges, nothing. So the NFL, I think they would almost have to wait until he settles to punish him. And I think that's what a lot of fans think is going to happen, that if these cases get pushed back to 2023, that means 2022 is he's not getting touched. I, I just, it's almost like double jeopardy. Right. I get it. I just, I just, I'm getting annoyed because I believe we both talked about this, is that that lawyer is going to slowly start leaking yeah, I think, he's, I think that's slowly. part of the quote-unquote conspiracy is uh, this Busby guy, I think he's just out for the money. Of course. And he wants this settled as soon as possible, get that money and this shit, be done with it. So he's trying to leak some shit to kind of put a little pressure on the NFL and Watson. I think that's what they met about th these last couple of days was to pretty much say, listen, we understand there's no criminal evidence against you. Um, however, this looks bad. You've got all these people that are against you. They're They're very mad. So what we'll do is just settle, just be done with it, settle with all the women. We'll give you six games like Ben, reduced to four. Done. Yeah. Like I could see them trying to cut a deal right now and just saying like, just settle, we're done with it. However, based on his first introductory interview, it seems like Deshaun Watson's a little stubborn and I'm not mad about that at all. It sounds like this guy says, I am fucking innocent. I did nothing wrong. I'm not just settling to settle. I'm fighting this as much as I can. Right. Yeah. So it's a weird situation though, because as a Browns fan, I just want it over with. And if, am I not mistaken? If out of the 22 civil cases against him, only two of them actually are physical uh, accusations. The rest are oh, verbal. Off the top of my head, I don't I know. I, that sounds about right, though. Which is crazy to me. So there's 20 people who are like, yeah, he just whistled at me, called me names, did something, whatever. But yeah. he, he didn't touch me. Yeah. That's just, it's just, I don't know. I'm not trying it's, to it's say really, it's downgraded. I, I'm not trying to belittle this experience for right. women. It, it, it's it's just, weird because it, it makes you sound like, like I, I've, I've done this too, like you're victim blaming essentially, but it's like, that's not the case. Yeah. It's truly just like these stories don't really add up. 
they don't really seem like that big of a deal to freak people out as much as they are. Like I don't I don't I, I don't know. That's just I mean, me it's personally. Not as, it's not as bad as the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial right now. No, it's that not is that. a shit show. And I, I look Literally. to I look to at the NFL and, and their history of suspensions. You look at Greg Hardy, who who was accused of beating a, a girl. You look at uh, Ben Roethlisberger, accused of two rapes. He yeah. only got six games. I mean, it's just where's your morality scale? Where do you view two women accusing Ben Roethlisberger of forcibly raping them to a guy getting massages who might have said some dirty things? Where do you weigh that? Because if you think actual physical holding down forceful rape is worse, this guy got six games for two of them. What do you really think Deshaun should get? It's the people that are saying oh, Deshaun should get a year or he should get a lifetime ban. Like, really? And you, you didn't beat the table for Ben Roethlisberger accused of rape? Ray Rice, initially, before the video got leaked, the NFL knew about it. They were only going to suspend him for like two games. And then the video leaked where he actually punched his girlfriend and knocked her out. Muhammad and they had, to, they had to ban him from football after that. But they tried to sweep that under the rug. The NFL's dirty. I want you people at home to realize that. You should know that if you're a sports fan, you're watching the show. But don't act like the NFL is some higher power and they need some statement. They tried to sweep a woman getting punched in the face under the rug. Ezekiel Elliott, accused of multiple domestic violence uh, uh, accusations. They did an investigation. People looked at it, and they came back with a report that said, we think this guy has committed multiple domestic violence. We've, we find multiple uh, evidence of multiple incidents. He got six games from the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's domestic violence. That's physically assaulting a woman. Again, six games. Where do you rate that on your scale of a little bit of inappropriate massaging tuggy-tuggy? I feel like he also is being stubborn, in your words, is because – you know, with him being being black and in, in a situation, like, it's, it's already a, a worse look. And I feel like he is definitely going through the ringer versus the uh, the cases that you have uh, named. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, like I said, Ben Roethlisberger accused of two rapes, got six games. White, hillbilly country quarterback. Deshaun Watson, you have a young black man. And, again, go on Twitter, read any anything about any, any post an NFL guy makes about Deshaun Watson. Read the comments. Everyone's just saying... This guy needs to be fucking thrown in jail. They hate him. Twitter wasn't around, obviously, for the Ben Roethlisberger rapes. But if it was, I can't imagine the people would have been as dramatic. Right. There would have been more jokes than anything because he's just some big white guy. Deshaun Watson, it does seem like people, like, they want him to go to the electric chair. Like, it's very weird to me how pissed off people are about this compared to other incidents that they're not up in arms about. You know, it's also weird timing, too, because of what happened with Trevor Bauer two weeks ago with that two-year suspension. A lot of people are trying to build a bridge between the two and think yeah, that which, the NFL needs to, that's or, or something, the NFL is going to do something like that because of it. And I I don't think there's any correlation. They're two completely separate They don't leagues. give a shit with each yeah, other. The, the, NFL, the NFL is, they don't even see Major League Baseball in their shadow. That's how much sure. bigger than Major League Baseball the NFL is. So them suspending Trevor Bauer first and foremost makes Rob Manfred look like a fucking moron. The guy. I mean, let's talk about that suspension. Two years. Two. The years, guy has been found ridiculous. that nothing happened. He's been cleared. All the evidence shows it was consensual. Was it a little rough? Sure, but I don't judge what people do in their bedroom consensually. It is what it is. Same thing with the Sean Watson thing. Kind of sounds to me like a lot of these women. It was consensual. They just have. It's not. I won't even say buyer's remorse. They have, they want to be just paid. That's all it is. I look at it as a money grab. There are multiple women that are suing Deshaun Watson that are being investigated by the FBI 
because the FBI thinks that it's an it's an extortion case. Yeah. So take that for what it is. Uh, the Trevor Bauer thing, however, though, I think it's a joke for Major League Baseball. It's, it's, it's just I, weird that two two days after his court his case gets not tossed but ruled against that there's no criminal charges. Yep. He's found not guilty of anything. Two days later, the ML, MLB says nope. Boom, two-year suspension. And we both yeah. talked about it because we both think that's just MLB making up for all the shit that Trevor's done over the last couple of years. Yeah, this is uh, – he's he rattled the cage a little too much, and the animals got free. Yeah. That's all this is. They they finally have a reason to throw the hammer down on a guy who's been fucking with Major League Baseball for years. And, unfortunately, that's what happens. And, he, and I think he's well, – he's suing, he's suing baseball right now too, right? I think so. If not, he's appealing he, it, he absolutely will. He's going to appeal, and then if depending on the results of the appeal, he he's going to sue. sue. Yeah. He could sue them regardless because every week he misses is money lost. Yeah. So even if he wins the appeal, I would still sue the Major League Baseball and be like, you guys kept me out for this long when you had no right. Fucking ridiculous. So Poor Trevor Bauer. I'm in Trevor Bauer's corner. Uh, I don't think he did anything wrong. It was consensual sex. This is a woman who apparently, as the evidence shows, is just going after a payday. Uh, with that being said, we're going to take our break here because when we come back, we're going to talk about the NFL schedule. We're going to go over the Browns 1 through 17 uh, opponents. We're going to give our win-loss shit, and then we're going to do just the tip. And then I'm going to go home and go to bed because I have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning these days. He's sleepy. So we'll talk to you guys in a little bit, and we'll be right back with some ads. And then schedule time. We'll see you. Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. For more information on how Lisa and the team at Growing Wings can assist your family, you can contact Lisa at 234-334-7547 today. Detroit Auto Parts is the official parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. They have two convenient locations on the east side. You can call 216-531-7373 or on the west side, call 216-398-7373. Mention Red Line Radio and receive 10% off your purchase. It's the official home and auto parts store of Red Line Radio LLC. If you need any custom t-shirts, banners, stickers, anything like that made, then you reach out to Incredible Keepsakes. As Diane always says, cherished moments are made to last forever. You can reach Incredible Keepsakes at 440-242-9648 or check out their website at IncredibleKeepsakes.com. And don't forget to mention that Redline Radio sent you.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's time for some ads. You guys know it. We are doing this show live from the beautiful, fantastic, Growing Wings Adult Service Studio number two, Deuce, not to be confused with number one, which is, of course, talking about Paul's number one show on Redline. But we are in the number two studio, and we love it here. Um, and we know it's not Tim Buck2's home base. That's his. He likes number one. But he comes here especially for us once a week, and we are very, very grateful for that. And couldn't do it without Lisa. If you guys are interested, Growing Wings Adult Services has five years of experience taking care of adults with disabilities. Give Lisa a call, 234-334-7547. And Studio 2 is only beautiful like this due to one company, and that's Wiggins Construction and Home Improvement. They came in here and made this place what it is. It, you know, it, it works. It flows perfectly. Um, if you have any bathroom, kitchens, window, door, siding, anything around the house you need done, Give them a call. Give Will a call today, 440-731-7654. Tell them that Redline Radio sent you, and they'll be able to take care of you for anything you need done at your house or like this, at a studio. Just They'll come in and take care of you. Now, I don't have any actual information on this specific read right here. However, all I can tell you is to be patient. Sit back. Wait. Shit is happening. There are belts made. We have banners made. There are now decals made. That is right. Redline Pro Wrestling RPW is getting ready to take off. Buckle up. I love indie wrestling. Kyle loves indie wrestling. We can't wait for it to go down. Dave's been working on this for a long time. And, you know, spoiler alert, I don't want to I hope I'm not speaking out of school here because Dave hasn't given me permission to talk about this, but I think big things are coming. Speak of the devil, there it is. Redline Pro Wrestling, get ready. I'm excited for that. I've been I've been stretching, Absolutely. getting my legs, and get up here for the. You never super know when I'm going to get called in you know? for some sort of Royal Rumble or I something. Have to roll in or something, you know. I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll yoke a Zoom to somebody if I'm I have down. to. Um, now, my first time ever. I mean, I love watching. I don't love. I mean, I don't love watching racing, but I, I've watched races in my day. And the other day, I, I caught it on Redline Radio. They had a live feed of the CRS Super Truck Series. An oh, race. really? Um, yeah, that's where Dave's been uh, doing the the announcing. Yeah, one of them. He's I, yeah. I, Dave's everywhere doing like fifteen announces or whatever. But so I, I tune in. I watch for like five ten minutes, whatever, just to watch it. But no, CRS Super Truck Series. They are the premier race series of Redline Radio. So I tuned in, watched it. It was fun. Good races. I mean, they're trucks. It was good competition. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you want to sponsor, you can throw your sponsorship out there and give Billy a call over there two one six two one seven five zero three eight. Or, and I, I believe going forward, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to have it on Redline Radio. You can tune in and watch the races yourself. Absolutely. And if you really like racing and you're into NASCAR and all that uh, Grand Prix, F1, whatever the fuck, go well, ahead and go whatever to... Whatever the fuck series is a great series. Yeah, it's my favorite one, too. But if you're looking for <laughs> cards or any type of memorabilia, I know it's a hot item right now. They do make sports cards for just about everything in the world, including racing. And if you want it... You're going to have to go to the only place I want to tell you to go to, and that's one of one sports cards and memorabilia in Strongsville, Ohio. Go in and tell them JG sent you. Of course, JG stands for Jeff Gordon. Get yourself a box of NASCAR cards. And uh, they're located at 13221 Prospect Road in Strongsville, Ohio. Give them a call, 440-638-4044. Honestly, though, tell them JG sent you. They'll know what that means. And I know you couldn't make it when you were out there, but our my official date to go to Vegas this year is November 10th through the 13th. I'll be out there for golf and okay. lots of drinking. Um, but the Rusty Spurs Saloon, I'm going to make it a point to get out there and just check it out, see what it's about. They're located in Vegas. Um, they are voted the biggest hole-in-the-wall bar, and if you know me, you know Justin, 
Who doesn't like going to a hole in the wall bar, getting Love the it. tallest high Miller High life they have, and sitting back and watching, uh, sitting on a sticky chair watching a TV on the on the wall? It's great. Um, hopefully, they have all of those things. But I will be checking them out when I go out to Vegas in November. Rusty Spur Saloon. I uh, can't wait. Could you imagine Kenny Pickett trying to pick up a thirty-two ounce beer? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's possible. I'm picturing really it right don't. now. It's gonna be really shaky. I think. Though. Yeah, I don't think that's a doable thing. Uh, while we're here, while we're with Redline Radio. Obviously, we have other shows in the station, and I'm going to tell you about a couple of them right now. Obviously, you have Talking About Balls, the number one show. That's us. You know, the shows were based on views only. They weren't based on votes. If it were a voting-based thing, my vote is is a tie. I'd ask Dave for two first-place votes. Okay. Number one, it goes to Timbuktu on Timbuktu's Absolutely. No questions asked. And then second number one first-place vote goes to 4th and 15 on Saturdays, Redline Radio exclusive Big friends of the show because we've been on that show absolutely great times. guys love doing the show timbuktu helps with both shows timbuktu timbuktuesdays is the place to be i was unable to watch yesterday unfortunately i apologize for that but at least i'm honest i try to tune into timbuktuesday every week like yesterday i just couldn't but he knew you didn't watch either he i, think I know he i, I kind out. of felt that he's been side-eyeing me a little bit i, I get it but all seriousness though check it out on tuesday nights timbuktuesday and fourth and 15 if i could vote for best show on on redline radio they're getting my vote, no questions asked. I completely agree. There's so many other shows too. I know we got one show coming out. I mean, not coming out, but we got another show that's that's coming back. The the boys are coming back. Uh, Steel City Renegades. Yeah. Uh, they what every Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, Sunday night from seven to nine. Um, rumor has it they they weren't too happy about us bringing on Kenny's brother tonight. They had some opinions of their own. Um, but you know what I said to that? Keep the opinions to yourself. We'll listen in on Sundays when you come back, whenever, uh, you, whenever you come back. I'll be happy to give them Lenny Pickett's contact information if they want him to come onto their show. They are more than welcome to have him. Any day of the week, he's probably available. Well, not any day. He's well, gotta, no, he's, he walked out of here pretty pissed off. He's got he, a tight schedule, but we'll figure it out. He'd be happy to go on a Steelers show, though. All right. We're going to get right into it, guys. The NFL schedule came out. And we are here to talk about it because there are some fun games to look forward to. Obviously, I'm going to preface everything I say today with every year, a team you might think is going to be great sucks. And a team you think is going to, a team you think is going to suck is great. Flip-flops every year never fails in the NFL. So <clears throat> with that being said, it's hard for me. I have a lot of people that ask me as soon as the schedule came out. You know, everyone wants to do the record game. What record do you think the Browns are going to have? I think we're going to beat this team. We're going to beat that team. But again, you're basing everything off of 2021. First and foremost, the biggest turnaround team on the Browns schedule is the Browns. I think a lot of people are failing to realize that, that we are kind of in limbo right now, as we talked about earlier with Deshaun Watson. Is he going to be suspended? Is Deshaun Watson going to be playing? If he plays all 17 games, how much better are the Browns? Is he going to be a good fit? Is this offense going to click? There's a lot of ifs and buts with this team. So I'm kind of going in. I'm a little, I won't even say I'm nervous, but I really don't even have a base. I don't even, I don't know what to expect with this team. I think they could be fantastic. I think they could be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But I've seen great acquisitions blow up in people's faces before. And it's no stranger to Cleveland. So you're saying you're not going to get overly excited this year? No, I mean, I'm going to give an honest assessment, but I just I want it to be known that the only way I can do the schedule game is kind of going off of 2021. Right. So I'm going in understanding that I'm going to get a lot of games wrong, probably. There are going to be teams that I think suck ass who are going to be okay, and there's going to be teams I think that are going to be great that the Browns have no chance against, and we might win that game. Because, again, 
I don't even know how good the Browns might be. Before I get into my, my, my quick thoughts, can we just both agree that the, the way the NFL releases their schedule is so fucking overhyped? Like, it, it's annoying to the point that they make it a big old, like, show. Just release the schedule. Here, boom, there it is. You're done. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to be honest, when it came out, I spent about a minute looking yeah. at it, and I just went, okay, They make such great. a big like, deal about it. It's like, hey, 8 o'clock tonight, countdown to schedule release. And by 8 o'clock, honestly... By that morning, I think you already had. Yeah, I already had the full schedule. Week schedule. Everyone had it, so it's not that big of a deal. Move on. Here's the schedule. Boom. You're, we're we're moving so, on with life. I have a buddy who is obsessed with the schedule for some reason. That's weird. He tries to guess games and like try to tries to like go over like this team would be here on this week. This team would do this. And he tries to come up with his own little spreadsheet. More power to him. It's what he likes. I'll stick with like. Is that the picture you sent? Was the spreadsheet he did? No, he did not oh, do that. He okay. he okay. sent me that picture. He got that from a friend who apparently knows a family of a current Browns player. That current Browns player was given that schedule at 10 a.m. on last Thursday. Okay. Sent it around to his siblings, and the siblings passed it around to people they knew. That's how it got to him. Uh, through, like, you know, a line of – a chain of 10 people. But it did end up in his hands. I'm not going to say the name because I'm not here to out anybody – but it was Can't given burn your sources. Exactly. But it was given to him by a current Browns starter is all I can say. So do with that what you will. It's not Baker Mayfield. Um, I definitely said starter. So yeah, I think <laughs> we know that. But yeah, so it was I knew it was pretty reliable when I got it. And I, I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, huh, let's see how accurate it is. And then, of course, at eight o'clock confirmed it was it was 100 yeah, spot on 100 I, I saw you what you put out and saw what came out from the nfl is perfect uh but yeah i just i just think to my point i just it's way blown out anything the nfl does over the top anyways yeah but the, the whole schedule release thing just release it just put it out quietly on twitter or wherever you want to and just move on with life especially when it's teased in advance not even teased it's it's given out the information you know right. who your team is playing right you know every opponent your team will have way before the schedule comes out. And was there a memo put out this year that every team had to have a social media like release? Oh, I, I guarantee the NFL said make this a big event. Which the NFL they want one big event every month, and that's their number one thing, and they're doing it. Yeah, you just had the draft in April, right? You have just, free agency in March. Yeah, you have the Super Bowl in February, playoffs in January. Obviously, the season is from you know Going backwards. We'll go here, August to. To January, the season yep. goes, and they want uh, the schedule release in April in, uh, in May. June starts mini camp. July starts training camp, and, and then August, preseason, pre-season, and then August September preseason. Season. So they want they want a, an event every month for the NFL. Did That's you watch any so of the uh, release uh, social media shows or whatever? I watched teams did. the Los Angeles Chargers. Who one hasn't just watched because that of one? The I heard I heard there were good things about not good. But I heard that there was a uh, a shot at the Browns and Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah, the, the lawyer the, the told lawyer us. told us to redact this or whatever <laughs> it said. So I I wanted to see that. So that was literally the only one that I watched. All I thought it was ones. pretty well done. I'm oh, not, it was really nice. I mean, well, anime look too it was pretty cool. But even then, like I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched the Browns part. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Did we, like, did we do anything fancy? Honestly, I don't know. I didn't watch. I, didn't I don't look. care. I didn't, I, I didn't see. I I truly couldn't care less. Like you said, like I don't give a fuck. I don't travel for the Browns. Uh, I guess that's the only people I could see caring. People that travel for the games, so they right. need to see wh- who's playing and where, so they can then book their vacation to go follow the team. Great, that's awesome. Even then, well, you, you need just, it released. You just at have prime to look time. at what time you're going to be sitting on a couch that night. And that yeah, day. for that's, me, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Actually, so, I might be trying. To, I might try to go to that Steelers game because I believe it's at home, isn't it? 
Uh, the Thursday night game? Yeah. Yes, that one's in Cleveland. That might be interesting to go to. Yeah, could be. Uh, could be small hands making his first career start, but only time will tell. We'll see what happens there with the Trubisky f- situation. If Trubisky loses the job to Kenny Pickett before the season starts, then I, I will shame be, on Mitch I will Trubisky. be surprised if that happens. I think there will be a small a small hand of uh, Stiller fans there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean, if, if anything, Mitch Trubisky should donate his hands to Kenny Pickett. I think that would help the Steelers. <laughs> There's somebody get like Dr. Frankenstein to just sew him on to Kenny Pickett. That could possibly help. I don't know if that surgery is legal in the United States, but somebody will do it. Um, there are a few games, big matchups happening. I'm going to list off a few here, just kind of get your two cents, and then we're going to get right into the Browns schedule one through 17. Uh, week one, the, 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 the first game that caught my eye when I saw the schedule was... This is a big game to you? What? The first week? Not of the Browns. Oh, okay. in in week one of other uh, NFL teams. Okay, I was like, wait a minute, are we yeah, looking no, 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 at no. the right schedule here? Okay. So week one, I mean, it could be. We'll get oh, to it. Oh, okay. We'll yeah, get to right. it. But uh, the, the the first game that popped out for me, and I think it pops out for everybody: Bills and Rams. Yeah. Week one, right Huge, out the gates. Right out the gate, Thursday night, starting the season off, the Rams are going to be accepting their Super Bowl rings, celebrating their championship. Buffalo Bills are in town. A potential Super Bowl preview. A definite Super Bowl contender for both teams should be a really good game. I remember last year's Thursday night game, Dallas against Tampa Bay, was a fantastic Thursday night mm-hmm. game. So I'm really excited for this one. Um, another week one game that's not as exciting in terms of the teams facing each other, but the storyline, you have Russell Wilson facing the Seattle Seahawks right off the rip. NFL didn't wait for that one, did they? Dude played in Seattle for 10-plus years, won him a Super Bowl, went to two Is Super Is it back Bowls. in Seattle, too? Uh, I honestly, I didn't write down the location. I just wrote down Seattle versus Denver, so I don't remember. Um, if you want to look that up, you can. Yeah. But that should be an exciting one, kind of, because you do have Russ going against the Hawks. However, the the dark cloud, the damper on the game that I get is the Seahawks suck. Oh, they're, they're horrible. So it's not like it's exciting of, like, Russ is facing this new rookie quarterback or this... They, they traded Russ for this yeah, guy. Yeah, they're in Seattle. It's a night it game. Is? It's okay. a night game, too. Oh, it's night? Yeah, 8-15. Oh, it's the Sunday night game? Yep, prime time. How the fuck did Seattle get a Sunday night game it's the Browns of, It's all it? because of Russell Wilson. Oof. Anyway, uh, which another thing, side note, Jerry Judy got arrested the other day for alleged domestic assault. No one's talking about it. <laughs> but Deshaun Watson, they want him in jail. NFL, under they the They want him in jail. I saw the joke the other day. It says, now the... the, the, the Prison system has a better receiving core than half the NFL. It really does. does. If you went to Alabama and you <laughs> played wide receiver, there's a good chance you're either in jail or in the NFL. You have pretty much two options. It's like being in a gang. You either you're either in uh, you're buried or you're in the streets. Saban That's is proud right now. Basically, the NFL for an Alabama wide receiver. I'd be careful if I were Jameson Williams and other other Alabama alumni. Next up, week three, Packers at Bucks. Should wow. be a pretty good one. That'd I mean, you have game. you have reigning MVP. Prime time, I would hope, right? Are they going to waste that at all, like a one? Honestly, I didn't game? even write down the times for the games. I just wrote down the matchups. I, I can't recall. Um, but Bucks and Packers should be a really good one. You have the the revamped. I don't even want to say revamped. You have the new look offense of the Green Bay Packers going up against Tom Tam, Tom Brady, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa, Tampa Bay um, should be an exciting matchup. It, I mean, those are two. Hall of Fame quarterbacks going head to head. Could it be possibly the Just last a 425 time? Twenty-five game. That's all. Okay. Which I think that would be like the Fox game of the week. So it's still a pretty yeah. good time slot. Uh, next up, Week Four, another game I took note of. Back to back weeks: Kansas City and Tampa Bay. 
You have a rematch of the Super Bowl from wow, two years poor ago. Poor Tampa Bay, back-to-back test. It's tough. Yeah. They have a tough schedule. That's what happens you when you win fuck games. Tom Brady. The better you it. are, the better your schedule, or the harder your schedule is the next year. That's crazy. Should be exciting to see that. And then one game which could potentially have maybe some, some wild card implications, some playoff implications. Las Vegas against New England, Week 15, Josh McDaniels going up against his protege. We all remember the last time Josh McDaniels faced Bill Belichick. He beat him with Tim Tebow when he was the head coach of the Denver Broncos. So this is his chance to get him again, and he's going to have a much better team. And if he was able to win with Denver, who knows Bill Belichick better than Josh McDaniels? Don't hate on Tim Tebow. I mean, let's just be honest. That guy embarrassed the Steelers in a a playoff game. He he really did. He embarrasses the Steelers more than I think Kenny Pickett will embarrass him, and I think Kenny Pickett's <laughs> going to be pretty fucking embarrassing. So I like the storylines so far. So I mean, obviously There's more storylines story will will start will can, will grow as the season. There goes were way goes, more. I mean, these are just I, I those only are some to good highlights. About five. I just thought those are I some see. good ones, and obviously you, I wanted to stick with the early games because, as I said, some teams that you think are going to be really good could end up sucking, like the New York Jets. Very possible. All right, let's do it. Brown schedule game. We're getting into it. I'm sure everybody at home, if you're a Browns fan, you know what the Browns schedule is. So we're not going to go over it, but we will as we go down the list. Week one at Carolina. This one could have implications or it could be exciting if somehow Baker Mayfield is a Carolina Panther by week one. Would be huge ratings, I'm sure. Talk of the town. Everybody would be excited for this one. However, with Baker, without Baker, doesn't matter. I think Carolina sucks. I'm going Browns here. Yeah, I think the Browns take this one. I mean... I don't see it being a game. Even if Baker's there, I, I don't see it being a game whatsoever. So one thing I wanted to make a note of, which I'm sure everybody with, with two eyes, even Stevie Wonder can probably see it, weeks one through four, relatively easy for the Cleveland Browns. You hope. Right. Should be. Again, on paper, <laughs> on paper, one through four, as easy as As a Browns as fan, fun. I cautiously say anything that, that would make sense. And And that's what I said earlier when we came back from break. I was prefacing everything with, there's a chance... Teams you think suck are good, and vice versa. The Browns, I don't even know what to expect from this Browns team because they're so revamped. Right. You have a brand-new quarterback that changes the entire identity of your offense. We have completely changed our offense as a whole with Deshaun Watson. So I'm excited. I have high expectations. But I'm also going to temper those expectations a little bit. Now, I think when we have uh, our typical whatever cornhole party, we'll just get wasted and say they're going to Super Bowl again. It works out every year. Can I come to the corner party? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. You're getting, you're getting the invites to the party. Off topic, but uh, Golden State up by about 20. Oh, that's it? Yeah, it's 88 to 69. Luke 69 for Dallas, though. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Lucas sitting on the bench right now? Uh, he probably already went home just to beat traffic. Damn. It is the fourth quarter, and I think that game is just Damn about it. over. All right. um, week I'll, go, I'll go week two. I'll go back and forth. Yep. Okay, week two, the Jets at home against the Jets. Um, Jets have, on paper should have a better team this year should have a better team this year, but I still think the Browns take this one. Uh, I'm not going to say easily, but I still think they take this one. Yeah, the Jets definitely added some nice talent, especially in the draft. Uh, However, I think Zach Wilson sucks, and as long as you have a shitty quarterback, that will always be the weak link in the the armor, and they suck. Give me the Browns. You are the weakest link. Going 2-0 here with with the Cleveland Browns. Week three, Thursday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers. Again, are you facing Mitch Trubisky? Are you facing Kenny Pickett? Are you facing Mason? the head, Rudolph, who knows, who cares? Give me the Browns. 
It would be funny to have Mason Rudolph on the Thursday night game back in, in first energy. If anything, I hope he's the honorary team captain and does the coin flip. I think that'd be Miles and Mason, honorary captains, doing the coin flip. They I would, sit out there and just whisper to each other. I would pay good money because that happened on a Thursday night too. So it's really uh, great memories. I uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh here. I mean, well, I'm taking wow. I'm taking the Browns here, wow, not Kyle. Pittsburgh. Sorry, wow. sorry. Lenny Pickett converted it's, you. It's it's late at night. I'm I'm getting a little tired here. No, I'm taking the, the Browns here to take this one. Hoping I can get to this game. That'd be a fun game to watch. Should be warm weather too. So. Oh yeah, early in the season, nice nice Thursday night in fall. All right, you are flying down to the dirty south. We're going down got? to Atlanta, Mark, Marcus Mariota down there. Hopefully, unless or uh, Desmond Ritter, unless Ritter by, uh, Ritter's playing by that point. But again, I I think this team's not good. They're still revamp. They're still rebuilding. I think the Browns take this one. I think the Browns start off four zero on this season. I agree. Give me the Browns in Atlanta. I think Atlanta will be one of the worst teams in football. Um, Interesting choice for them to take Desmond Ritter because I do think that they're going to suck and they're going to be in in potential position. We'll talk yeah. about this as the season progresses, but uh, I do think they're going to be in a good position to take a quarterback next year in a pretty loaded quarterback class. So it's interesting to see what they think of Desmond Ritter because they they just drafted him. Is he a guy you're going to invest in the future with and, and try to build, or are you just going to use him as a career backup? They should have they should have filled in other spots and probably tanked again this year and gone after the Ohio State quarterback for next year. Yeah, uh, you got plenty of options next so, year. So. so many options. But for the time being, I do also have the Browns at 4-0. and And here comes the gauntlet. And now here's where it gets interesting. Our preseason is officially over. Uh, week 5, Los Angeles Chargers head to Cleveland. Call me crazy. I'm going Browns. And I'm not doing this because I'm a Browns fan. I'm not being biased. My thought process on it is because Los Angeles has to travel from L.A. to Cleveland. The start is 1 o'clock here in Cleveland, which means it's a, what is that, a 10, 11, o'clock. 10 o'clock for them yep. in, in their you know internal clocks. Traveling from East Coast to West Coast is never easy, West Coast to East Coast, et cetera. It's never easy for the the, the, the flying, the traveling team. Uh, they're young. Justin Herbert, I think, is a fantastic quarterback, and until I see them prove it, uh, they haven't won shit. I like Justin Justin Herbert a lot. But again, two years in a row, no playoffs. He's played great, but the team overall, they make some bad decisions. I forgot their head coach's name off the top of my head, but he makes some very questionable calls. I think he's a local guy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, he likes to go for it on fourth down. He likes to roll the dice. Uh, I could see that backfiring against this team led presumably by Deshaun Watson here in week five, not by Baker Mayfield like last year. I think our defense is much better than last year. We won't give up as many big plays as we did to the Chargers. And I'm going Browns. So we're pres- we're doing this whole schedule game based on the fact that we assume Deshaun is playing every game. Yes, correct. Okay. Just a little asterisk next to everything. Um, with that said, though, I'm 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 going to lean towards the Chargers in this one. Okay. Their defense just got better. Yep. In the offseason. season, um, they added more pieces. It absolutely to the did. They got Khalil Mack. They added J.C. Jackson. Yeah, Don't get me I wrong. Mean, I, I, I just don't know. I think the Browns are going to be flying high 4-0. This is going to be the game that catches them. I think it's, they're going to lose. It's going to be a close game, but they're going to lose. I think the Browns are 4-1 after this week. Uh, you're up. I, so now this one, we got we, they leave town, and we got the Patriots coming to town. Yep. Um, this one still going to be a great game. Any team time you play against Belichick, it's going to be a well-thought-out game plan against you. Um, but I think the Browns take this one. I think the Browns beat the Patriots. All right, so we're going to flip-flop here because I'm going to go with the Patriots. Okay. I think this is where the Browns lose, and I'm okay with it. I want them to lose. Uh, I don't want to start off you know, 7-0 and like the, the the Cardinals did last year, and then you right. fall off the face of the earth. Sure. I think a nice loss is humbling and takes pressure off. I don't want them to lose, don't get me wrong, but uh, 
I just think I don't like Mac Jones. I was very open about that last year. I think he got exposed in the second half of the season, especially for whatever reason, he dominated the Browns. I don't know, is that Belichick outcoaching Stefanski? Did we just have an off day? Whatever the case may be, Bill Belichick is such a good coach. He can pick apart a team. And I don't know why I just have a bad feeling about this one because of last year's game. Again, I should not base my thoughts on 2021, but I'm going to do it anyway. I thought we lost that game because of Baker, and that's why I'm I'm picking uh, the Browns here. I mean, overall, our Mac Jones went like he threw for like ninety percent. Like our yeah. defense could not stop Those him. Dink and dunk passes he had though. So annoying. we just we couldn't stop shit. He was hitting dimes. I mean, uh, it was just I I didn't know he could throw the ball that well till I saw it happen in that game. Yeah. So I really don't know what to think with them because again, he got exposed in the second half of the twenty twenty one season. Got embarrassed in the playoffs. We all saw it. I just don't know what what they really are. I don't like him. I don't like Bill Belichick. Uh, but you never know. I just think. This this could be the one that gets away from us. So we're both five and one coming out of week five, right? Or six six week six right now. We're both five and one. Yep. Okay. Five and one, just a couple of different losses. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, this one is just a one o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a tough one. The Ravens are very Jekyll and Hyde. Last year they they kind of sucked because they had a lot of injuries. This year, they've added some good pieces to the defense. Obviously. Uh, the, the defensive end from Michigan, his name escapes me, will not be playing this year because of his torn Achilles. But they did add Kyle Hamilton. They added uh, Tyler Lindenbaum on the offensive line at center. Big help for them. They've added some running back depth. They did lose Marquise Brown. But the Ravens always play us well. I've never seen the Ravens against the Browns, obviously, with Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield can kind of go toe-to-toe with the Ravens. Deshaun Watson is so much better than Baker Mayfield. Give me the Browns. Okay, so we're going to be different here because I'm at Baltimore. I'm going to give it to the favor of Baltimore. I think Baltimore, like you said, they added great pieces on defense. I just feel like no matter what, um, uh, Jackson just has our number sometimes. No matter what we do against him, he just literally shits it out of his ass and comes back and beats us. Um, I I think at home, Baltimore takes this one. Yeah, okay. Uh, Next up. Thursday night game. Halloween. Uh, no, this no, is uh, oh, Monday night. Monday Halloween. night game. Monday, Halloween. Going to be fun. The Bongles come to town. We play them. Um, we have Cincinnati's number. I don't care who's on the other side of that football. Um, I, I think the Browns take this one. I think I, it's going to be a shootout, I believe, but I think the Browns win. This one's tough because obviously Baker Mayfield was able to beat the beat the Bengals every time yep. with Joe Burrow. He, he never lost to them. And then even last year, obviously, Joe Burrow didn't play, nor did. Adam yes, Bateman is the number one, I believe, yeah. Right now, I believe. Yeah, Rashad Bateman, I think he is. Um, well, that's terrible. Technically, I mean, the tight ends yeah, Mark number Andrews one is the number but, one. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, they're not very good. That's why I, the, I, I find it hard to pick the Ravens as a legitimate contender just because I don't think their offense is that explosive. But you got Dobbs back next year, that play action they play off all the time. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, but he's coming off a blown knee. I just It's going to be hard for running back coming off a torn ACL. I know they're going to try to run the ball. Their offensive line's still pretty bad, even adding Tyler Lindenbaum. So I just don't know what to expect out of the Ravens. I, I, I just I think you've seen enough of Lamar Jackson. You know what that team is. They're not great. They're good. I just think the Browns are going to go to another level. That's why I took them. Uh, now back to the Bengals here. This was a tough one for me because again, you're you're facing the Super Bowl or the AFC champions. You're you're facing them at home. Monday Night Football, Halloween, could be huge, huge night for the Browns. A huge. lot of those guys have not played in a big, 
huge game like that, whereas the Bengals have played in a Super Bowl, albeit right. they lost. That experience, I think, of being under the lights, that pressure, could side with the Bengals. But, you know, I, I hate to do this because I, I sound like I'm damn near making them go undefeated, but I do like the Browns in this game. So I'm giving – give me the Browns. So after week eight, you are seven and one. Correct. And I am six and two right now. Yep. We go into the bye. Week. Now we get to the lovely bye, and then things are going to get rough. I will be in Vegas for this game, sitting in a swimming pool, watching oh, the this Miami game. game. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, Browns go to Miami and play this game. This one's going to be tough. Miami's no joke. Miami's good defense. Great defense. Yeah. Give me the Browns. I think the Browns take this one. I think the Browns win. It's I think uh, having Watson as your quarterback is what's going to get you this victory. Um, his decisiveness, his accuracy, knowing that knowing when to hold the ball, knowing when to get rid of the ball. I think the Browns take this one. I'm with you. Give me the Browns. Uh, I I don't trust Tua. Their defense was good last year, but yeah. again, we're looking at 2021. We're looking at Brian Flores as sure, the head coach. Sure, they now have that sure. dork. I forgot his name. Mike McDaniel's. Um, he's a nerd. He's very smart. He's a he's a. They have like 15 running backs down there in Miami now because they're going to try to run the same offense basically that Kyle Shanahan ran, which. Adding Tyreek Hill doesn't make a lot of sense to me in that style of offense. Where Tyreek Hill doesn't care. He's one of the paycheck. <laughs> right, but uh, Tyreek Hill is just a deep threat, and you have a quarterback that can't throw deep, and then you have an offense that's going to try to be run-heavy and run-focused. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're going to try to just kill teams with play action. Yep. That's exactly what they're going to try to do. It's going to be a play action deep threat to Tyreek Hill, and I think he'll get some of those, but I just don't think that the, you don't have that, that Su- Hall of Fame yeah. great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know. I uh, I'm going with the Browns on this one too. I just yeah. I, I don't trust Miami. I don't trust Tua. Never have. Never will. Next up. So give me that W. Let me write that up. Uh, also for those of you, I had I have us winning the bye week. For those of you keeping score at home, um, Browns don't often win the bye weeks, but we'll take it at Buffalo. Hoping this trip, everyone comes away healthier than a top shopper. Uh, I oh. I am gonna have to unfortunately oh go God. with the Bills. That's what I do, ladies and gentlemen. I make this those types of jokes. Show. Uh, I am gonna go with the Buffalo Bills, though. At home, I do think that they're just a better, polished team. Uh, I think it could be a really good matchup, a really fun one. I think it could be like, you know, game of the year type shit, back and forth. But I am gonna go with the Bills at home. Yeah, I um, I had Buffalo circled on this one for me. Um, it sucks it's a 1 o'clock game. This should be like a primetime or a 4 o'clock game. You would uh, think. But, uh, yeah, no, I think Buffalo takes this one. Uh, they're just a team to go through. That's a team we have to go through um, in the uh, AFC in, in order to get far. Them and Kansas City are going to be tough matchups. Absolutely. But, yeah, Buffalo for this one. All right. And after that one, Tampa Bay comes to town. Wow, back-to-back. Back-to-back slams tough, in the tough face. Tough, games. Um, this is going to be a great game. Um, but, whew. I feel like I feel like I know what you're going to pick on this one. Um, it's too early to say. I, I, I right now I'm taking Tampa Bay on this one. I think the Browns go back to back losses for the first time in the year. It's going to be tough, um, but I do think that Tampa Bay takes this victory. Yeah, here we have Tampa Bay coming to Cleveland. We have close to the end of the year. We're in Week 12, inching closer to the playoffs. This is kind of where Tom Brady wakes his team up. And they start playing better football than everybody else, and they just they they go to another level. Yep. I don't know if the Browns are going to be prepared for that coming off a tough loss to the Bills. Again, I think the Bills game could be a nice back and forth shootout, and that could take a lot out of the Browns. Then you go next week against Tampa Bay. You know, two years ago removed from the Super Bowl, you have Tom Brady. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm with you. Yep. 
So another loss there back-to-back. Then you go to Week 13, bounce-back game. I don't even really need to break into this. I think Deshaun Watson's going to try to show off against his old team and uh, give me the Browns in a fucking landslide. Yeah, I think this is a pretty easy pick here. Uh, Houston is, is stands no chance. Um, next week at Cincinnati, we're going to Cincinnati down the road, four hours. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati here. I think we took the first game at our home. I think Cincinnati takes this one in their home. I'm with you on that. I'm going to... You know, give a little division love to the Bengals. I don't think the Browns are going to sweep the division. So, uh, give me a, give me a loss here. Unfortunately, to the Bengals late in the season. Next up, we have Baltimore coming to Cleveland. Uh, I did pick Baltimore to lose against Cleveland in in their first matchup in our pickums here. Again, I think they will split. <laughs> a fucking landslide. Yes, Adam, I agree. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I I'm going to go with the Browns losing here. I think we split with Baltimore. So whether it's we lose the first matchup or the second matchup, I think we do split. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm taking um I'm taking the Browns here because like you, I'm agreeing they split the series. I just think the home teams take the victory. So I think Cleveland takes this victory. And, and I have on my schedule. This one's a TBT. To I was be, just going to say that this one is flexed. a flexible game. Yeah. So this one could be if if both teams are battling for a playoff spot, whatever. This one could be moved to a Sunday nighter. Or, you know, wherever the NFL wants to put it, it's to yep. be determined. There's no set time. Uh, uh, go ahead. Next is uh, Saints. Christmas Eve. We got a little Christmas a holiday Eve. holiday games. Early, early uh, Christmas gift under the tree. Uh, the Saints come to town. I don't think this is a – I mean, it could be a good game. They we got Jarvis coming back to his old team. Um, we've got um, Michael Thomas, a healthy Michael Thomas. Uh, Alave is going to be down there. James Winston. Maybe Drew Brees. I'm just kidding. Um but I think the Saints come. I think the Browns win this game on Christmas Eve. I think we get a nice early Christmas gift going into Christmas. Uh, give me the Browns here. New Orleans, surprisingly, has a really, really good team. Their defense is loaded. Their offense is just adding more pieces. Um, however, I don't trust Jameis Winston for a full season. He's very Jekyll and Hyde. If this game were in New Orleans, I would probably go with New Orleans, if I'm being honest, because of that good defense. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's in Cleveland. I think the weather's going to be. It's going to be cold, possibly snowing. Give me a snow game. I'm not Christmas sure New Eve. Orleans is going to be prepared for that. Uh, I don't know how well they travel in the cold, especially with a new coach. Sean Payton is no longer there. Uh, I'm with you. Give me the Browns. Are they doing all the games on Christmas Eve? Because is Christmas Eve a Saturday this year? Uh, I think they are going to have some games on Christmas Day, but it's only like a few. They're like the, the quote so they're unquote, pushing prime all time. the games on Saturday, right? Yep. Okay. So give me a W there. Next up, we have the Washington Commanders. We could potentially be paying, uh, playing Carson Wentz if he's healthy uh, on the Commanders team. I don't really like the Commanders uh, overall. I don't think they're going to be that good. Uh, give me the Browns. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree with you. Nothing to say here. I think, the, I think the Browns take this one, so another victory. And then to end the season, which is yet another flexible game, which you know maybe could be another night game, uh, we go three hours to the east. We go to Pittsburgh um, at Pittsburgh. Give me the Browns here. I think the Browns end the season. Two wins. Three, for me, three wins in a row. Going into potential playoffs, I'm excited. Give me the Browns. Yeah, uh, assuming all the starters are facing each other, I, I like the Browns in this one. However, it could be either way. It could be the Steelers' season's over because they're not very good this year because I think that's what pretty much everybody expects from them. And they're down to the bare bones of their team because there's no sense in risking an injury to a TJ Watt or you know a Cam Hayward or... Hell, even Cam Hayward's brother, who Steeler fans last week, last time tried to tell me is going to be basically the next Jerome Bettis. Well, at this um, rate, Lenny Pickett should be on the team this year too, right? Lenny, Lenny Pickett is going to be starting off in an interim position as the water boy and could potentially move his way into the starting position or in the starting lineup I like just it. based on how injuries go. Uh, I'm hoping at this point the Browns don't even need to play anybody because we locked up a playoff spot. But 
I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to uh, get too excited like I did a few years ago. So I'm just going to assume it is starters versus starters. Give me the Browns. Yep. The better overall team. That gives me, it's easier for me to just go over losses because I don't have many. One, two, three, four, five. I have the Browns at 12 and five. No, they play 18 games, don't they? 17. Oh, that's right, yeah. So I'm at 11 and... F- no, I had five losses, too. So 12 and 5. Okay, yeah. so we both have 12 and 5. Just different losses that throughout the game. That is the schedule game, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I'm basing everything off of 2021. You have so many new players, especially this year. This offseason has been fucking bananas. So you have new players on new teams galore. I don't know what to expect from a lot of these teams. I don't know what their identity is going to be, but... That's just us making our best guess. So 12 and 5, I think, is the general consensus here in Cleveland, which I hope is the case because when I was in Vegas, I threw a little bit of money down on a future bet for the Browns. I have them winning more than nine and a half games. Nice. What's your payback, possibly? Uh, I think I did like 20 bucks to win back like 40 or 50 or something like that. It's all right. It's made the money one, so. We'll see what happens. Uh, So that's going to do it for the schedule game. And now we're going to wrap up here with just the tip so we can wrap up everything. And we can get, um, that's a good point, Adam. Lenny cannot be the water boy. Unless he, maybe he, he uses the book bag like in uh, Adam Sandler War in the water boy. Or he can just pump it. Because there's no way he can hold a cup with those little hands. That's the only thing I can think of. All right. Uh, well, let's do just the tips. So we can wrap everything up. And everybody can get home and get to bed. Because we're all old and we need our sleep now. So we're going to start things off, as always, with Timbuktu. What's up, ball sack? How's it going? Uh, you know, ten bucks too. You know how it is. Uh, and my tip of the week is gonna be actually another Red Line Radio show, which is the Lex Vegas show. Tomorrow uh, is gonna be the Lex Vegas show roast because his birthday is on Friday. So we're gonna roast him on Thursday to get ready for dinner on Friday. Uh, it's gonna be myself, uh, Ebony Timberlake, uh, Tyrone, uh, Gene Miller, and Key Silly. Uh, amongst other people in the studio, just the roast Lex Vegas. I can't wait to talk about them because that's kind of what I do every week anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so tune in to Redline Radio. Uh, he's we are on every Thursday from seven to eight on the Lex Vegas show at Studio One, not Studio Two. So we won't have all these green screens, you know, all the nice, uh, beautiful stuff and the beautiful stuff Wiggins put up and all, you know, all the sponsorship that. Uh, that the Grown Wings has supported this studio with, even though they support us too, uh, Studio One. So it's we're just a big family, and uh, I think this is going to be a great show. So please tune in to it, and I think you will enjoy it. Absolutely. I, I was watching Lex's show last week. I forgot about that. That, that He was really excited about the roast. I'm yeah. excited to see it. It's going to be fun. I really think it's going to be fun. Hell yeah, dude. I, do. I won't miss that at all. I can't wait. You got your jokes already lined up? Uh, not really. I don't really line them up. I just kind of go with go the feeling. Off the cuff. I like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when there's a bunch of other people because you don't want to have the same kind of material. You want to hear what other people are saying. Absolutely. Plus, absolutely. you play off the crowd and the people there, too, make it a little yeah, more fun. Sure. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, my tip is a book. Yes, a read does happen sometimes. Um, this just came out. Uh, obviously, we talked about the Masters by Justin's Blessing a couple weeks ago. Um, but it's a year we can talk golf. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is a great book. So those of you who are golf fans, I mean, we know Tiger, Phil, big big names in, in golf. We know that they've had a history. I didn't realize how much of a history they've had. So this book really goes back and tells the story of where t- how Tiger came up, how Phil came up, how they both set records in junior 
um, PGA, all these records that each other broke and set. And then the kind of the rivalry they had growing up, you know, in the in playing golf together, how one didn't like the other, how when they played together, they'd fight a lot. Uh, it's really great stories um, that I didn't know about. I knew about on the surface, but the detail they go into. Um, it's a great book. If you're into golf and you love Tiger, you love Phil, I'm a fan of both of them. Check it out. It's a quick read, not a quick read. It took me about a week to finish, but I think it's like 30 chapters. But each chapter is a different scenario, like the Masters 2001, the whatever Open 2000. So it tells you the story behind those those matches. But check it out. I think you'll like it if you're a golf fan. It's definitely worth the read. I might have to get it on audio form so I can help myself sleep. <laughs> Just put it and go in the bed. <laughs> All right, and last but not least is me. My tip of the week is one of my favorite bands, Silverstein. They released their 10th studio album. They've been doing this for a long time. They are a Canadian. Uh, they're, 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 they're proud of their emo roots. They were around back in the day when, like, for those of you that are from the Cleveland area, you know Hawthorne Heights, uh, you know, Taking Back Sunday, back when those bands were huge and coming up. Silverstein was starting right along with them, and they're still going strong. Again, it's their 10th studio album. Uh, a lot of people are claiming it's their best yet. Uh, I've listened to it quite a few times all the way through. I like it a lot. Personally, not my favorite in my, just my opinion, but it is fantastic front to start to finish. It's a really good album. Uh, they've been doing it forever, making Canada proud. I'm a huge fan of this band. I've seen them live a ton of times and uh, just happy to support music that I like. And Silverstein is one of those bands that I've been listening to for most of my life. So check them out, give it a listen and, uh, let me know what you think. Did they write books back for kids like Shel Silverstein? Like yeah, the he's, the he's the lead singer. He's not actually dead. Yeah, <laughs> I like spoiler it. alert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to do it here for everybody at Talking About Balls. And on behalf of everyone here, I have to return some videotapes. Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new station.